Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Lots of things going on over here in um, I Will Teach You a Language land. What have we got going on? What kind of... Well, I could go on for hours with some housekeeping, but I won't. I'll keep it short. So we've got uh, French Uncovered on the horizon, which is super exciting. Make sure you are uh, on the email list if you'd like to get notified about that. Um, that is coming out at the end of May. We're really excited about that. I have a wonderful teacher who I've been working with, uh, Diane, uh, on on this, and we're also implementing a quite a bunch of uh, a bunch of new changes. Not, well, not changes, but additions to the course that that have uh, that are specific to French. And uh, in particular, one of the things that we're doing, which is interesting for French, is that we are introducing a couple of different dialects. So uh, we have not only French from France, but also Canadian French in this course. We're also doing a lot of work on listening because uh, we. I know that. Well, one of the things that I've discovered by talking to French learners is that listening is really, really hard. Understanding French people when they speak fast, because French pronunciation as well is uh, is is quite tricky. So we're introducing a whole other uh, layer of um, of listening practice and listening practice exercises into this course. So, for example, we'll, we we've got this great video exercise where uh, you have to listen to these these phrases that are spoken out by by Diane. And you have to identify kind of place names and identify certain words from within the sentence, um, and a whole bunch of other similar exercises that are really designed to 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 get you uh, to get you actively listening to the language, so that by the end of it you, you've got a lot of experience, not just listening to French, which is the whole point of the course, obviously, but also um, actually discerning different sounds, picking words out from sentences. So yeah, lots of lots of. Uh, interesting stuff that we're doing there with with French. We also have um, a new a new product line coming out called the Immersion Lab. And Immersion Lab is basically your way of getting complete immersion in the language uh, from your living room, which is quite cool. So Russian is the first one that's coming out. And what we've done for Russian, I posted about this on my Instagram, actually. If you go to at I will teach you a language on Instagram and you can and scroll down, you'll see some videos that I, that I video previews that I posted. So what, we, what we've done is we've gathered together a whole bunch of Russian speakers. And what these Russians do is they sit down and they have long, well, actually, it's not that, not that long. It's a series of, uh, of conversations on different topics. So spontaneous conversations in real Russian, for like five minutes for each conversation. And it's all on video, audio, transcribed, translated, word lists, all, all, that, all that great stuff. And so what you can basically do is get hours and hours of immersion in Russian from your living room. Which is brilliant, and so it's not it's not scripted. It's totally uh, unprepared, spontaneous conversation. So you're getting the real kind of uh, the real language. It's also on topics which um, are in of, of interest for Russian learners. So they're talking about everything from like you know train travel across Russia to what shopping was like in the Soviet Union, uh, why people learn why foreigners learn Russian. Lots of interesting topics. Uh, so that's coming out very soon. We'll let you know about that when it when it comes out. And as the first of many, I'm actually traveling to Thailand in June to record the Thai version of this because um, I want to make this for lots of languages 
where we're not able to provide kind of full courses. We have our uncovered courses for so for the, the the more popular languages of so Spanish, French, German, Italian. But it's not a plan right now to make Russian uncovered or Thai uncovered. And so I want to create this because one of the most difficult things in, in learning less resourced, less well-resourced languages like Thai, for example, is actually getting hold of enough good material in the first place. So with this, what you're going to have is um, huge amounts of material with all the supporting material you need to actually understand it. So those transcriptions and translations, again, you know, you, you know how difficult it is to find that stuff out on the internet. So lots of languages coming. Russian will be available in a couple of weeks. Um, Thai is coming too. We'll be doing Korean later this year. And uh, Cantonese is also is already available. It's been available for a couple of years under a different name. It's been called Cantonese Conversations. But um, we are changing that because I don't want it to to get confused with my my main conversations product, which uh, many of you guys uh, uh, know and, and and have enjoyed. So, um, yeah, that's what we're working hard on at the moment. I, I have so many ideas, you know, like for me, the biggest frustration in my life is actually not being able to do put my, all my make all my ideas reality quickly enough because i have all these cool ideas and uh, and then i tell you guys about it and you're like oh when's it coming out i've been waiting someone said recently on twitter they've been waiting for french uncovered for like a year and i'm really sorry it's taken so long it's just a, <laughs> it's a lot of work you know so uh, yeah if, if you want to find out about any more of these courses just go to the website you can go to there's a menu option at the top of the website so you go to i will teach you a language.com and at the top there's a, a, a menu box that says teach me and then you select your language and then that takes you to a new menu and then at the top there are uh, there's a, a, a an option for courses so you can go to teach me russian and then russian courses for example and then you can see all the different courses we have i often find that people because i don't talk about these things so much so people come to the, the website and the podcast and they're like oh yeah i i, I want to learn italian with you but i can't find your course so i think i need to think about redesigning the website to make it more to make it easier for for you to actually find the stuff that we have, because we work so hard to to make all these different materials and all this different material and courses and stuff, but we don't do a very good job right now of actually putting it on display, like a kind of shop window, as it were. So that is something we have to... And yet another thing that we have to work on this year. All right then. So before we get to today's question, I'd like to thank the wonderful italki for supporting the show. Italki put you in touch with native speaker and non-native speaker teachers from around the world so that you can get lessons from anywhere from your car i know people who take italki lessons in their car it's that convenient over skype of course over the internet it's not that the teacher doesn't come and sit in your car that would be weird instead you so people sit in their car with their phones or that or whatever and then they take oh, anyway you you don't have to do it in your car you can do it in your office at home but you can schedule these lessons for any time you want which is the the real the real gem because it means however busy you are you can fit in that uh, that speaking time to get a free lesson you can go to i will teach you a language.com forward slash free lesson so let's get into today's question which came in through email from alex and alex said hi Oli. my name is alex i'm 21 years old and i live in germany i listen to your podcast regularly i'm genuinely interested in languages and he speaks a bunch of languages as well good job alex so he's also he said he's recently spent a semester studying in south africa where he attended the university's sign language course out of curiosity he says i was so fascinated by that that i decided to start learning the german sign language once i got back home 
I have no connection to the deaf community though. I'm a couple of weeks into the course and it's going well, but I'd like to push forward a little on my own and speed the whole process up a bit since it's only once a week. So now to the question, do you have any experience with sign languages? I'm curious whether there are language learning strategies specific to sign languages since they do differ a bit from spoken languages. Maybe you could do an episode talking about these languages. After all, they exist in every country, but they are barely talked about in the language learning space. By that, I mean that you see few polyglots incorporating sign language in their repertoire. Keep up the good work. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate the question. Yeah, so I'm going to disappoint you, I'm afraid. <laughs> sign language is not something I know much about. Um, but I but I, I can like give a bit of an overview of some of the some of the issues in sign language, which I think are very interesting. So I got to know a little bit about British Sign Language last year when I recorded um, a course called um, Breakthrough Sign Language. And it is it's a it's a short course that teaches you British Sign Language. So if you are if you're learning if you would like to learn British Sign Language and then then uh, you might like to check out this course because we had a lot of fun creating it. Um, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So that will be at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 309. But I, yeah, so I, I, I recorded this course and I spent um, a week with this teacher, um, this British Sign Language teacher. And she, we talked a lot about the, the deaf community in the UK and sign language. And, uh, and I, it was really, really interesting because people, unless, generally speaking, unless you have a friend or family member who is deaf or, or hard of hearing, you, you know, sign language is not something that, that, that people generally learn. And so as a result, I think there is, there is generally a lack of awareness about the deaf community and, and sign language. And so when we, when we were recording the course, I, I learned about, you know, I was kind of watching as, um, as our teacher was, uh, was recording all these videos on, on different, different signs and, uh, and things. And it, it's, it's so interesting. The creativity that goes into sign language is really, really stunning. The ways that they go about um, signing different words, because you you have a lot, you have different different types of words, right? So some words are the the kind of sign language equivalent of pictographic. So the, the sign that you make is it looks like the thing that you're that you're signing. And uh, and so an, animals are a, are a case in point, right? So you you might for some animals you would make a sign that looks a a little bit like that animal and that tells you what it is right so it's kind of what you see is, is what you get as it were um and then but other other signs obviously there is no easy uh no 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 no, e- no easy way to visually represent that word right so, i mean how do you represent for example the word theory um there's no easy way to do that so sometimes there are there are signs that are just kind of made up and but other times, and very common, is when you actually spell that word. And so one of the first things you learn to do in, in sign language, just like when you're learning any other um, spoken language, is that you learn to to sign the letters so that you can spell that word. And so one of the one of the really impressive things that you see that you see people who know sign language do is they can sign and so they, so they can spell words very, very, very quickly with the different, um, with the different hand signs, because they just, they do that so much. And it seems like a blur to us when we, if we don't know anything about the, if we've never seen that sign language before, but it's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's really, really fascinating. And also, you know, the, what I, what I, what I just, I discovered a, a lot of interesting things about the deaf community. I mean, apparently there's a, it's very political. There's a huge amount of politics in, uh, in, in the sign language world. 
and uh, and I won't get into it because I don't know enough about it to say anything. But certainly, we had a a long, a long, interesting conversation with a, with a, with the teacher about this. And actually, she recorded a, a whole segment in this um, in this in this British British Sign Language course that we made um, about uh, about the politics in in the in the deaf community and the sign language community because it's something that you need to know about. If you get in, if you're going to learn this language, it's something very important. It's a bit like, I guess, if you are learning Arabic, you need to know a lot about the kind of cultural context there because there is a lot of the, the religious element in Arabic, for example, is highly relevant to the language. You can't separate the two, and so she she thought that it was important enough to to actually devote a whole module to that in the course. So that was very interesting. What was also very quite moving actually was to learn about a little bit about how for deaf people to interact in the real world can be quite challenging for obvious reasons. And so there are lots of, lots of occasions where you need to, you might be a deaf person, but you need to use a, a kind of a, a public building, for example, and then there might be something you need. You might need help with something, but then how do you convey that to somebody who doesn't speak sign language? And so a lot of people who work in public spaces are also very interested in learning sign language because they will regularly come into contact with deaf or hard of hearing people in their work and they and they feel like they have a kind of moral obligation to learn a bit of sign language in order to be able to help them so it's a it's a it's a really really interesting area and something that I don't know nearly enough about and one thing that I, did, I certainly didn't appreciate was how much sign language varies from country to country so I used to just assume I mean, it's a silly assumption, really. I'd never, I'd never thought about it, but I just assumed that sign language was pretty constant all around the world. But actually, it's not. So, um, Alex, you mentioned German sign language. German sign language is different from French sign language, which is different from Spanish sign language, which is different from British and American sign language, and all that. And so, you, all these different communities have their own different, uh, different varieties of sign language. And actually, even within communities, you have regional accents right so again the teacher for our um, breakthrough um, bsl course was saying how you know, she was from birmingham and, and in birmingham they have like a dialect of sign language so they have certain signs that they that they use which is like a, a kind of brummy accent for uh, her for sign language it's, it's it's so interesting but i i made a mistake with this a few years ago when i recorded this video with my friend Yuki, the seven-year-old um, polyglot. I'm sure many of you will have seen that video. If not, uh, it's on my YouTube channel. Just search for, go go to YouTube and search for Ollie Richards. It should be the first video that comes up. Um, so I recorded this video with Yuki who spoke, uh, who, who knew, uh, I'm not sure what the, the appropriate verb is actually, who knew, sign, who knew Spanish sign language. But I just assumed it was because again, I was ignorant. I when I did the captions for the video, I put the sign, I put the the logo for ASL, which is American Sign Language, and a lot of people in the comments came on and said, "No, she's not doing ASL. This is sta- uh, Spanish Standard Sign Language." And so I, I felt silly about that and made a, a clarification in the video description. But uh, you know, again, it's just an example of just how rich and varied sign language is in different uh, different parts of the world, and those people who were watching this video who knew American Sign Language could tell straight away that the signs that, that Yuki was making in this video were not um, from ASL. And yeah, so again, if I, if I were to say anything else on the topic, I think um, it would be from a place of even more, even, even greater ignorance. So I'll stop there. Uh, just to say that 
that uh, I've just told you some of the a few of the interesting things that I learned about sign language when I looked into this last year. Now, the other part of Alex's question was um, how to speed things up. And I'm afraid, Alex, I don't really have much to say about that because having not learned it myself, I'm not sure. And I don't know what the experience of learning sign language would be and how it would differ from learning a spoken language. But I think we can talk about principles. Now, you said that uh, that you have you have lessons once a week. And obviously that's not enough, 100%. So, I mean, the basic principle here is that if you want to speed up whatever it is that you're learning, then you need to do it more frequently. So the first thing I would say is, well, try to fit in some kind of daily practice. And if you really want to advance, then you should be practicing at home every day. Now, I think with with sign language, because it's very visual, there should be nothing stopping you actually learning by yourself. I know people publish, there are books available for learning sign language where the books consist of uh, pictures of the different signs and how they look. So you could be learning more by yourself. I mean, there's no need for you to wait for your weekly, your weekly lesson to to learn new signs. If I was going to go out on a limb here, I'd say that vocabulary is probably just an issue with sign language as it is in spoken languages, in the sense that the path to speaking more fluently is to know more words. So I think if all you did was to was to practice every day, Alex, and what you did with that time, at least you know for for, for the for the coming weeks and months. If all you did was to practice and learn new vocabulary, so you're adding more words to your repertoire, then obviously that's going to massively help. You could also potentially look for an online tutor to get an extra session in once, uh, you know, uh, a second session in a week. I don't know whether italki have, I don't know the extent to which italki have um, sign language teachers. I, I imagine they probably do, but German sign language in particular, I'm not quite so sure. But the basic principles here are, add more touch points through the week. So do a little bit every day, focus on building your vocabulary, and then try to fit in an extra practice session during the week. That's what I would be thinking about in terms of, um, you know, looking to study a little bit more efficiently. So I hope that was helpful. I, I didn't tell you anything really in this episode other than to say that I think it's fantastic that you're, you're learning sign language and many, many people will appreciate it. I think it's a very, very good thing to do. It's something on my list for the future, for sure. If you'd like to ask me a question, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask, where you can record a voice question. And at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And earlier on, uh, I mentioned my Breakthrough BSL course. This is, a, a, again, a course I created last year to teach you the basics of British Sign Language. So this is only relevant for, for those of you who are listening in the UK. But if you are in the UK, why not learn a bit of sign language? You'll never know when it will come in handy. And the day that it does come in handy will definitely put a smile on the face of the person that you use it with. So if you'd like to pick that up, it's a very cheap course. Uh, It's short, and uh, so you can learn quickly. Our teacher is fantastic, so you'll love her. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes, which are at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 309. That's IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 309. And I'll put a link to that. Once again, it's called Breakthrough BSL. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you do enjoy the podcast, then you're going to love some of the email courses that I've created. These are completely free email courses, which are written specifically for different languages and different levels. I've spent years writing these things. So whether you are an intermediate Spanish learner 
or a French beginner or Japanese advanced, whatever it may be, I've got email courses that give you some of my best tips for learning those languages at different levels. So whether you're struggling with how to get started, whether you want to know how to understand native speakers when they're talking really quickly at you, whether you want to get better at learning grammar, I've got stuff for you that I send out completely free over email. If you'd like to get these tips, then please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll get them sent out to you right away.